uh, you're here with Helen Tarrant. Uh, and uh, so today I'm actually going to talk to you about a strategy that most people, some people choose to use in residential and how you could apply that in commercial. So this is about uh, some people might want to buy some land or do some land banking or buy some land that may have development potential in the future. Uh, at the moment, they're just holding the land until they can realise that gain in the future. So uh, because it's not something that I do, I have invited my business partner here, Stephen, to talk about, who's also, you know, online as Helen Tarrant. <laughs> um, hey, look, flattery, flattery is the, um, you know, the, the, the greatest form of... Um, Sorry, I didn't. Get, I got that absolutely wrong. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Oh, I see. Um, and um, so he's going to actually explain how that strategy works in the residential space, and then I will show you some examples how that would work in the commercial space. All right. So, uh, so Stephen, when you are doing or buying land in the residential space, um, what are some of the things that come into consideration, and what are some of the holding costs that that associated with it? All right. Well. The, the, the very simple thing, the reason you buy land in, in the residential space is normally to develop it. So you buy a block of land with the aim of um, putting a house on it or some townhouses or whatever you, whatever suits that area. Um, so the aim is you buy a house, say, or buy, sorry, buy a block of land for, say, 200000 aim to spend three hundred and fifty putting a house and gardening and stuff. So you, <clears throat> you've spent 550000 and you aim to sell it and make a profit, right? It's, it's a fairly simple metric. The problem is that if you don't do that all fairly succinctly and fairly quickly, the holding costs can end up biting you quite hard. So you can end up in a situation where by the time you're holding it, you've got to have public indemnity insurance, you've got to pay your council rates, water rates, land tax, um, and any interest to a bank if you borrowed money on it. So that doesn't seem like a whole lot of money, but it could very quickly add up to fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year, even for a reasonably small block of land. So you've got to make sure you've done your maths very, very carefully, um, because it, it can very quickly catch up, and that's one of the downsides in the resi world. And this just happened to me during COVID. I bought some blocks of land down the south coast of New South Wales, uh, with the aim of doing exactly this. But the problem is, COVID hit. There was no income. And it ended up costing me a huge amount of money because I had several blocks of land in the same company. They aggregated the land tax. And in one particular company, I ended up with like a $35,000 land tax bill. So that's the, the, the strategy is very simple. Buy, build, sell. It's not rocket science. So when you said there was a lot of costs um, associated with it, so if there was no house being built and you're just holding it, so there is the cost of you pay your rates, your... There's, is there an insurance as well on vacant well, blocks? Well, if, 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 yeah, if you're just going to sit, buy a block of land and hope that in 10 years' time it's worth a lot more money, well, it probably will be. But you've got to pay um, public liability insurance because if someone walks over your block of land and breaks an ankle, they're going to sue you. Mm -hmm. You've got to pay your council rates. You've got to pay water rates. Um, now, there's not that much water rates because it's a... Uh, they, they give you a reduction because it's vacant land, but you still got to pay it. Uh, you've got to pay your land tax and you've got to pay interest to a bank if you borrowed it from someone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with a $200,000 block of dirt could easily cost you um, nearly probably five, 6% per year. 
Okay, all right. So some holding costs. I guess the other thing is you could always buy a property with a really old, old run-down house on it with the, the thing that developing it and, and that, but then you wouldn't be able to get as much rental on it either. Well, the problem with doing that is you end up with all the, the same issues that you have when you buy a residential property, but because it's old, they're compounded. So if you buy an old house with the aim of, that it will just cover your holding costs, even like a vacant block of land where I bought them was $200,000. Even the worst, most horrible house is probably $400,000. Um, and frankly, you, you wouldn't demolish that and develop it unless you're going to do units. But on a $400,000 property, you know, it's going to be a god-awful old house, so you're going to end up with repair bills and uh, every single thing in that place is going to break and it's going to cost you money to hand over fist. It's not – I've never found it works for me. Yeah, okay. So the strategy for some people if they want to hold land is really the value of the land might go up over time, and that, but in the meantime they've got holding costs. So obviously it's the capital yeah. gains thing again. Why you would hold residential is the capital gains at the back end. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, look, the statistics are fairly clear and, and it's happened in Sydney since 1904. Land or the value of property in Sydney doubles roughly every 10 years and it has since 1904. So if you buy a property for a million dollars today, then in roughly 10 years it'll be worth $2 million. But yeah. you've got to get there, right? Yeah, of course, of course. So I'm, I'm about to share with, with uh, a few of the listeners, if they're interested, a um, just a, a strategy that we would use here if if they were thinking of doing something similar in the commercial space so um i'm just going to share with you just some general properties these are just not sort of exclusive to what we're doing and some of them are already under contract it was basically what i pulled up of real commercial i'm not specifically looking for any client uh who is in this strategy uh so but more just sharing the strategy so um so when people want to strategize They've got something to think about at home. Yes, that's right. People so, sitting around during lockdown, they go, wow, I've got something to think about. Yes, absolutely. So this is more, um, have a look at, uh, so there's a couple of properties. So this one's just in Aubrey. It's one of the lots. Um, it is already under contract. Uh, it's for owner, occupier or invest. It has have a five-year lease that started. Um, it's got simple warehouses. It's got 300 square metres. Uh, so this is, I would even buy this, if it's a land banking situation, you will buy this as a, uh, as a vacant. So you can see from the outside, it's not a flash property. No, I've actually seen this property, just FYI. Oh, oh you have? You have? That's great. Yes, I've seen this property. Have you gone inside and done an, have you done an inspection of it? I have. Oh, you didn't tell me. I did tell you. No oh. one listens. Maybe I didn't listen. Yes. Not so what is male who doesn't listen. Yeah. So tell me about the property then. Well, for fear of oversimplifying it, it's a ginormous metal shed. Um, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think there's three tenants in there at the moment. Okay. Um, that's right in one of the corners, that weird-looking shed over the top of the other weird-looking shed. Um, <laughs> And it was rented out to a company that does air conditioning, industrial air conditioning units, were at the end closest to where we're looking. Yeah. Right down the far end, it was rented out to a company that does caravans and trailer modifications, oh. and four-wheel drive modifications, and there was a, a series of empty spaces in the middle. And this property had been, it looked, it looked like it had been reasonably well-maintained, yeah. um, and it looked like 
if you got it fully rented out, it could get eight and a half to nine percent yield. Oh, well, fantastic! So, some for some people, it is really an uplift play on a property like this. So, this will be ideal for an uplift property. Absolutely. So. I think that, you know, for, for me, if I was looking at land banking, I'd look at something like that because it's old and run down. I also um, had a look at a property, this a property, this one, which is just a random property again picked out of here. It's got over, it's got 1,200 square metres, but mainly so I can share people, show people the aerial view of it um, yeah. so that if they weren't to, say, do some land banking or something, you know, buying a property that has it, like a smaller site coverage or just a small warehouse on it that are being um, rented out for even next to nothing, having the tenants uh, just covering all of the outgoings is really the idea of it because this way um, covering all the outgoings means that you know, later on if they wanted to do anything, they you can always knock that down and then build. I mean, obviously this is not quite right because it's near the airport, but, you know, if you were to buy this in any kind of land, this kind of land thing, they can just build, you know, little tilt slab warehouses absolutely and that in you know i know where that particular building is too it's um it's near it's right near the airport obviously uh yeah. because it's a hangar you wouldn't build a hangar near a lake or you could yeah. seaplane maybe um yeah. <clears throat> but that particular you know that particular strategy it, even if you only had it really a god-awful amount of rent um you know in some of those older buildings you're picking up the building for almost land value or not much more yeah. and you, know, you you could get enough to pay your council rates and insurance and all that sort of fun stuff whilst you're you're waiting for the value to go up or whilst you're waiting for your plans to get approved or whatever you want to do before you yeah. do your development. Well, that's that's the whole point. Like, but this one I've just again picked up randomly at um in Port Macquarie, which you haven't been to. <laughs> oh, for those of you who um, have not um, been part of our community, the reason that we actually know Aubrey quite well is because what are we doing down there, Stephen? We have a group deal down there. We have a group deal. We're doing we're, a, um, building a medical centre. Yes, we're building a medical centre. So we do, do do know the Albury market quite well and the, all parts of the land, and this is why um, Stevens has seen some of this property that um, I'm showing you. So this property here is just a, a property in Port Macquarie, and the reason I chose this was because it's going to auction. It's very recent. It's got a large-ish, it's not huge, but it's, it's zoned general industrial, so you can build stuff mm -hmm. on it. It's got a floor space, you know, uh, it's got a vacancy and it's um, vacant possession. It's got a main building, uh, seems to have, you know, very standard mezzanine floor, got a small shed on site as well, um, and it's got some solar panels. The council rates are about 3000 per per annum and then you might get some insurance on it. So, you know, the whole, I mean, if you had, um, if you had a whole holding cost, I mean, this could be, you know, 10 grand in outgoings, let's say 10 grand in outgoings in terms of um, a little bit of water, the um, uh, strata, sorry, not strata, the um, uh, council rates plus maybe count um, your building insurance. So let's call it 10 plus, let's say, depending on how much you're buying this building for, you might be up for anywhere, say, you know, $20,000 in this current environment, twenty twenty-five dollars to $30,000 in terms of um, mortgage if you're doing interest only, depending on how expensive it is. Uh, so let's say that, you know, call it $30,000 to $40,000, you'll have to rent this property out for thirty dollars to $40,000 just, you know, just to hold the property. Right? And I, you know, it's, it's a fairly standard property. Um, I think it used to be probably a boarding house of some sort for pets, um, and the reason that I think that is because they've got these paw prints on top of it. That makes sense. 
And um, it seems like not so much up there, but these are like these things in terms of washing, um, grooming. That and looks the, like where you park your dog. Yeah, where you would leave your dog. But I wanted to show people this because it's got an aerial view, aerial view as well, and then it's got a, um, a larger view here. It's like if you're getting um, some places like in Ballarat or Ararat or in places like Bendigo or other regional areas in, in Ipswich or further out, there's areas where there is um, large, and we see that in Albury as well, very large pieces of land with, you know, a small shed on it, and that's what we're ideally looking for. Um, this has, you know, just... It's, the land definitely can be larger. If we're looking at the land banking, I would go for larger land, maybe twice the size of land, but the same size building. Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, I just wanted to show people what the layout of something like this would be so they get an idea. But I definitely think it used to be a boarding house for animals. Well, if not, they, you know, it could have been a childcare centre with the cages up there. Sure. <laughs> very, maybe not. Very kids friendly. So... Um, so for me, really, it's it's about um, how people can have this, how the strategy actually works for them, um, and what they, um, and long term wise, what is sort of, if they were going to use that for residential, they might as well in the commercial space be buying an old shed on a large piece of land in an area that is industrial zoned or if, if that's where they want to be or they could be buying something if it's retail office if that's what they want. But mainly most people buying land stuff are going to be in industrial so and in a regional industrial area. So maybe in a Maitland or a Singleton or somewhere that is an Aubrey or a Wodonga, areas like that, and they just have a small shed, they can just hold it. Uh, I think one of the one of the major things I looked at was when I was travelling through to Ararat and I had there was a I think three or five thousand square meter land, and there was a shed on it that was rented out for I think a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars a month. Like it was just the shed itself. It had like one toilet in the back and nothing else to it. It was very old, um, and um, most people just you would just buy that as a holding cost. For the holding exactly. Cost. Yeah. Exactly, and it, you know, I think the, your strategy is very clear, and I, I I look forward to doing it in the future. You know, instead of holding land that's just costing you money with no possible income, then you, you buy something with a you know big block of land, little shed, covers your holding costs, and that makes it a lot easier to go forwards. Because yeah, you... so, yeah, so when the value of the land goes up, and then you you are in a position where you've built more cash flow through commercial property, and you can fund a development, then you can go to the bank and get all your approvals done and start doing the development. Uh, and and in that sense, you know, it's not costing you to continuously hold it. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that is just one of the strategies that you can use in residential as you can use in commercial. If this is of interest to you, look out for other, um, other videos we're going to be making shortly all about how resi, uh, resi strategies can be used in commercial with a little tweak and we can walk you through some case studies as well. Uh, but again, if you are looking for... Uh, to building a cash flow rich portfolio and you're changing from residential to commercial and you want to be with a company and partner with a company that actually totally understands what that is like 
Uh, this is something we definitely specialize in. We're not here to be transactional. We're here to build a portfolio with you. You're part of a community and we can share with your education, our, um, sharing with you, especially our group deals and lots of our events where you get to see other like-minded people, where you can join in, for example, our medical developments, our self-storage deals, all the things Child that... Childcare, maybe. Sorry? Childcare development. Oh, it looks yeah, like you're... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, yeah, behind me. One behind you. <laughs> behind me the one that we've done already this is the one we've done in townsville so it's all about actually coming together and being part of a journey together so reach out to me helen at commercial property cash flow or helentarrant.com or click the link below and uh, booking for a strategy session so until next time keep hunting and i'll see you on the next video bye for now and thank bye. you bye